welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 215 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. If you listened to last week's podcast, you will have heard that life has been throwing some curveballs lately. And honestly, it has been weeks now where things keep happening and I'm like, really? Like another thing? Anyways, the reason why I want to bring that up today is this is Friday afternoon that I'm finally having time to sit down and record a podcast episode for you guys. And it's supposed to be released Monday. So this is probably going to be released before it has a chance to be edited and have the music and all the other things added. And I'm decided that's totally fine. So if you're listening to this and you're like, where's like the music and the intro, it will come once it's had a chance to be edited. But we are going here with a done is better than perfect. And as I talked about in last week's episode, if you haven't listened to that one, listen to it. Is I think this is a really good reflection on managing your weight long term in that it doesn't have to be perfect, right? If we step out of that idea that we always have to do things right, we always have to be perfect in order to be successful, we actually create space to have more progress towards our goals. And so I hope as you listen to me through these weeks, and I'm really hoping life's going to start to settle down and go back to normal soon. But as you're listening to me through these weeks and see me modeling that, let's just continue to move forward and continue to get things done. And yes, it's maybe not exactly how I usually do it or how I prefer to do it if my time had been ideal these past weeks, but this is still going to be helpful for you. If you listen to this when there's no music, it's still going to be helpful, right? The music is just like trimming around the tree. Same thing when you're working on your weight loss. Like if you eat something that's a better option than what you normally would, or you eat less of something that you normally would, even if it's a food that's not going to directly help with your weight loss, that's still ultimately going to be helpful for you in your long-term path to your goal. Okay, so I'm sitting here recording this with a cold. I'm not sure if my voice is going to get croaky on me as we go. I'm just pausing about like everything that's happened in these past weeks. So I mentioned in the last episode, the office has been super busy. I've started doing obstetrical call again, which that's why I'm going to do today's topic because I did my first call this week, was up in the middle of the night. And it just brought up all the kind of thoughts for me of like, how how did I manage my eating on call and just refreshing it? Because I haven't had to think about it for a year. And so I was thinking it's been a long time since I've talked about on-call eating during the podcast. I've had a couple conversations with some of the members inside Thrive Academy and some 
physicians that are thinking about joining and just talking about the impact of being on call and how much it can make create challenges for your eating. And so I thought this would be a great episode. Anyways, busy office, super busy office, starting call again, and then sick kid last week, and then (sighs) sick kid, and then of course our septic system shuts down. So for those of you who don't live a little bit outside of a city and don't know what that is, we're far enough outside of our city that we are not attached to the city sewer system. So we have our own septic system and it stopped working on the weekend. And so we couldn't use toilets and stuff in our house. So we had to go stay in a hotel for a couple of days while we were waiting for that to be fixed with a sick kid and then get back home. And then another kid gets sick and quite sick. And then get through that. And then now I'm getting sick. And it's just like one of those weeks, like, tell me if you feel me. I know so many of you guys are sitting in the same sort of spot as I am of like just one thing after another, after another. And you know what I think is really important in this setting is just really deciding how you want to think about it as you keep going, similar to what I talked about in last week's episode. But I've done okay with all these stresses. Like I'm tired. It's been some busy weeks. I've seen a lot of patients as well as dealt with our own sick kids. But I think I've kept just a mindset of like, it's not always going to be like this. Just need to keep going. Just need to get through. And it's helped me get through and just keep going. And so if you are out there and you're really struggling, like I know many of you, especially those of you in the pediatric specialties right now with very high patient volumes, overloaded hospitals, all of that stuff that's going on right now, I feel for you. I'm thinking about you. And, you know, you can borrow my belief of it will get better. I trust that it's going to get better. It's not always going to be like this. This is just one of those unforeseen things about living through a pandemic and all those years of being isolated and being so happy that we weren't getting sick are now coming back and getting us. So hang in there. All right, let's talk about being on call. I think being on call as a physician is one of the most challenging eating issues. I think it's a really good example of where just diets don't help or completely fix eating and weight for physicians because diets don't address how do you eat healthy when you haven't slept and you have to keep working. And there's not a lot of people other than physicians. And I know some of you listening are nurses. And so you guys get what it's like to be on shift work. And so it's a unique issue. How do you eat healthy? How do you actually care about your goals when you haven't had a basic need like sleep? And where your entire body just begs you to go to bed and you can't, you have to keep going. You have to keep seeing patients. How do you manage your eating there? Well, I've got three steps for you, three tools that I think are helpful. And I came to these, like I said, I was thinking this week, okay, I'm going back on call. You know, what do I need to remember? What might have I forgotten over the past year that I haven't dealt with this stressor so that it doesn't suddenly throw me for a loop? I was... A little piece in the back of my mind, honestly, was a little worried. I'm like, oh, I haven't done this for a while. What if I can't stop eating the chips in the nurse's station at 2 a.m.? If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know, it was one of my things. The big bag of chips that would come out at 2 a.m. used to be such an incredible challenge to me. So when I was boiling it down to like, what are the important things? These are the three steps that I came up with. And I'm hoping that they're going to be really helpful for you. So first, number one, I think it's really important And you can apply this one even if you don't do call, if you have other situations in your life that lead to overeating and that are reoccurring. Stop being surprised by them. Our brains like to 
be surprised that these things keep happening. And yet they're predictable. It's predictable that when you're on call and you're up in the middle of the night, you are probably going to be snacky. It's predictable that post-call, if you haven't slept, you are going to feel hungry and you are going to crave carbohydrates. That's all predictable. So step number one is stop being surprised. Ask yourself, where is it that your brain is being surprised of like, oh, like I've got all these cravings post-call. Oh, I guess I don't have a choice but to eat. So that's what mine totally used to do. So again, if that's you and where you're at right now, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just recognizing that you don't have to be surprised by it. You can predict it ahead of time. And when you predict it ahead of time, you can make plans for it. You can decide how you want to handle it. If you do call, you know you're going to be on call, you know, in some sort of predictable schedule. You might not know what every single call shift is going to be like, but you can make plans for it. You can decide how you want to handle it, how you want to talk to yourself, how you want to feel around food when you're on call. And like I said, you can apply that to any situation where there's a bit of a reoccurring theme when you really look at it. Stop being surprised by it. Take power back by recognizing this is a pattern. And if it's a pattern, fantastic, because you get multiple options to learn, right? It's not like you have to do it right the first time. You get to try something. Think, okay, maybe I'll try this. Try it, see how it works. And if it doesn't work, you're going to have another opportunity to try something else. It's perfect. It's an amazing way of getting ongoing progress to where you want to be. So have a conversation with yourself and decide you're no longer going to be surprised by the fact that you really want to eat and that you feel hungry when you're on call and post-call. Step number two is manage your stress around being on call. So the stress about call is a huge driver of eating. You know, a lot of physicians I talk to don't sleep the night before they start call because they're stressed out about being on call. And sometimes this is the funny thing is I've totally done this at parts of my career, but sometimes they're stressed out about not sleeping, which makes them not sleep the night that they're able to have an uninterrupted sleep before they actually start call. So how you think about the fact that you are going to be going on call or that you are on call will change how you feel about being on call. So we often have thoughts about, I don't know what's going to come in. Something bad might come in. A really common one when I'm working with physicians is a thought of, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle what comes in. These are all thought patterns that actually contribute to the overeating that happens when you're on call. Plus, they make you dread call. They make call feel harder. They make you feel more worn out during call. And so they're really powerful places to work and to create change. So ask yourself, how do you talk to yourself about being on call? How do you think about being on call? And is that a helpful way or is it contributing to on-call stress? Now, there is a baseline of stress of being on call in that, you know, some of your natural rhythms will be disrupted. You don't always have control over your schedule. You don't always have control over the volume of patients you need to see or the amount of work you need to do. But where you do have control is how you think about all of it. So for example, the thought of, What if I can't handle? What if something really bad comes in and I can't handle it? I think that's a really good question to ask yourself and to look at it logically. So take a step away and be like, have I had things that I haven't handled? Most times when I ask physicians this question of, has there been stuff recently that you haven't been able to handle? The answer is no. You know, scary stuff has come in. Sick people have come in and we manage it. 
Another question to ask yourself is if that were to happen, if something like so big came in that you didn't know what to do, what would you do? Give yourself a plan. Don't let that kind of threat of something happening loom over your head because it will create ongoing stress and it'll make you dread being on call. And the reality is we choose to be on call. Now that might feel different to you than what how you've thought about it, but if you really, really didn't want to be on call, you could change jobs to a job that did not require call. I, a year ago, decided, well, more than a year ago, but stopped doing call a year ago. I decided I didn't want to be on call anymore. I didn't like it in the same way that I used to. Now, after having a year break, I'm back and I actually feel fairly good about it. I feel it's kind of fun to deliver some babies again. I missed the nurses and the obstetricians and LDR and all the other GPs over there that do OBS. And it's kind of fun to be back in that environment. So I'm choosing to come back to call. I've been very careful with that thinking with this decision. It's not that I have to go back to call. It's not that I had no choice but to start call again. It's I thought through my options and I chose that me going back on call was the thing that made the most sense for me and for our practice and for our community. So really think about how do you think about being on call and what thoughts are you having that contribute to stress when you're on call or even anticipatory stress before you start call and how else could you think about it? How else could you tell yourself the story of you being on call that helps you feel more in control, calmer, relaxed, more present, perhaps even enjoying being on call? I know that might seem like a push, but what if you could find a thought that let you kind of enjoy it? I was talking to one of the members from Thrive Academy yesterday, and she's had really busy call lots or lately and has been doing a lot more call because practice partners have been away. And we talked about just I'm using gratitude, thoughts of gratitude as a way of enjoying the time on call since busy call and more call than usual are are expected things for her. We were working on, you know, how can you think about it to get yourself through in the way where you feel your best? And she came up with gratitude and I think that's great. And we talked a little bit too, and I offer this just in case it helps you, but thinking about gratitude for being able to be there to help the people that need your help. I think that could be a really powerful place to use gratitude when it comes to being on call because it's easy to think about gratitude outside of you, but being grateful that you have the skills and that you're there when people need you, I think could be a really empowering way to think about the role that we play, especially in the middle of the night when everybody else is asleep. Okay, step number three is mentally rehearse. So you want to keep this fresh in your mind. You want to decide how you're going to manage your eating, what you're going to do in those predictable things, like at 2 a.m. when the bag of chips comes out, what do I want to do about it? How do I want to think about it? Am I going to eat the chips? Or am I going to decide I don't need it and just keep talking to myself through it? But mentally rehearsing that before you start call, or even, I've done this lots, is as I'm driving in, mentally rehearsing it, And being like, okay, if there's a bunch of food there when I'm sitting waiting for this patient to deliver, how am I going to handle it? What do I want to do? The more you mentally rehearse, it keeps it fresher. It keeps your brain focused on what you want to do. And I love mental rehearsal because you don't have to stop and take time out to do it, which I think is really important when we're on call. Like I said, I mentally rehearse sometimes as I drive in or even just once I arrive at the hospital and I'm walking into LDR. I'll do a little check-in with myself. Okay, what am, if there's food, a bunch of food out, what do I want to do about it? 
Now, you'll notice when I'm talking about this, nowhere am I saying I'm not allowed to eat the food. What if there's food there and I can't eat it and I'm never allowed to eat it and if I eat it, I failed? No, don't do that to yourself. It's always a conversation in an empowered way of would I, if there's chips there, do I want to eat them today? And it's not like, are the chips going to taste good? Because that answer is almost yes, always yes. But it's more a conversation of, do I want everything that comes with those today? Or could today be a day where I just decide I don't actually want to eat the chips and I'm okay watching other people eat the chips, even if I don't eat them? This is a big topic in its own right. And it's a lot of what we work on inside my programs is how do we think about our food choices so that we feel really good about them? Where it's not that you're sitting there hanging on for dear life with your willpower to try not to eat. That's not sustainable. What I really work on and help people with is let's work on creating a structure in your mind about how you eat so you're there and you're not bothered. You don't even have to exert energy to not eat the proverbial chips. So mental rehearsal is a big piece of that. And I encourage you to, whatever plans you've come up with from today's talk, I encourage you to just remind yourself to mentally rehearse it. You may even want to mentally rehearse, mentally rehearsing. So when you sit here, picture yourself driving up to the hospital on call and running a little bit of a mental rehearsal through your mind. What might be there? How am I going to handle it? How am I going to talk to myself so it feels good? All of those things. All right. I hope that today's episode was helpful for you. I'm going to wrap up a bit earlier than I usually do because I think my voice might be going. But the summary of the steps are number one, stop being surprised. Number two, manage your stress around being on call so you're not adding triggers above the fatigue and the busyness to eat it. And then number three, mentally rehearse. Whatever plans you come up with, giving yourself the opportunity to mentally rehearse will help them stay in the forefront of your mind so that they work. And so you start to see success with them. All right. Any questions or comments about this, please send me an email info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. If you're loving this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would take the time to leave a review wherever you're listening to it. And please share it with another physician. This information really changes physicians' lives. And the more we can get it out to other physicians, the better physicians' lives get, which is a passion of mine. I love making physician lives better. So please share it with somebody that you think would benefit from it. All right, we'll talk to you later. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.